Summer is here, or almost, depending on where you live. And if you're like us, that means it's time to refresh your stock of sunscreens. But with so many choices, how do you choose one and which one is best? We break it down, mineral sunscreens versus chemical sunscreens, and what SPF number should you be wearing? We also share our favorite lotion, spray, stick, and powder sunscreens. Plus, why we're talking sunscreen on a mental wellness podcast. Let's dive in. So we're recording this the Thursday before Memorial Day. Yes, the morning that our kids get out of school later today. Exactly. So going into the long weekend, going into the unofficial kickoff of summer, Mm -hmm. or official, depending how you look at it, it is officially summer in our household because today is the last day of school. Yep, same here. And that means there's going to be a lot of sun in our future. Yes, yes. A lot of swimsuits, a lot of sun, a lot of hopefully not sunburns. Yes, playing outside. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that my kids are now at an age where they can assist me in the sunblocking process. Oh, gosh. There's nothing worse when they're young and, like, you're responsible for every inch of their body. Although I don't – sometimes it makes me nervous to put – put my trust in their sunscreen putting on capabilities oh for sure yeah yeah Yeah, I do the touch test if they insist on doing it themselves and I'm like oh you don't feel you don't feel greasy greasy. enough yeah yeah here and and definitely I learned that the hard way because I would see them with interesting streaks of Uh, sun on their bodies the next day yeah 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 well sunscreen hasn't been something I'd worry too much about other I mean I worry that we are not wearing enough or putting it on reapplying it um as well as we should but a couple years ago sunscreen really became something that I started looking into because I had concerns over some of the chemicals. Yes. And I didn't necessarily I didn't go as deep as learning what some of those chemicals were like you did. But because I have a child with an autoimmune condition and anything, stress, lack of sleep, you know, diet, various things can um, trigger inflammation, which that triggers a flare up. Yes. And that includes chemicals and toxins. Yes. And so I thought, oh my gosh, we are you know, if I we're we've cleaned up so much in other aspects of our life to prevent inflammation and prevent Madeline's flare ups. So I thought, but I'm just I've totally ignored the potential chemicals in sunscreen that we're putting all over our body. So I really got super serious about um, only using sunscreens. I, I mainly use ones um, that avoid some key chemicals. That I mainly use ones that have zinc oxide in them. Yeah, um, but. I think that some people might not know that's that our our skin is our biggest organ. Yeah. And we absorb um more than like more than what you put on your skin, the statistic like statistically speaking, we absorb more than like 50% of what we put on our skin. And we absorb it in through our skin within a minute of putting it on. That's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah, I mean wow. some some statistics say, you know, even like 30 like within 30 seconds so it really does 
play a big role. Now, that doesn't mean don't wear sunscreen no. or don't put, you know, lotions on your skin or serums or whatever. It's just that it it's important to pay attention and it's particularly important if you you or someone in your family is susceptible to the like let's call it the side effects of like you know what you were talking about with yeah, the, with yeah. your um, autoimmune but when you talk <clears throat> about 50 percent being absorbed in within a minute and that really i would think would make anyone pause when you consider like the chemicals in some sunscreens oh for sure just for the sure. unknown yes yeah yeah um, and you think about, too, like, I think it was last summer where a couple brands had some, like, big name brands had some sunscreens recalled. What were those? I don't remember that. I mean, you don't have to tell me the brand, but what what triggered the recall? So they had, there was, what I remember was that they had discovered that there were unhealthy levels of cancer-causing chemicals in the products and so they were like recalled and pulled from shelves now truthfully because sunscreen has been on my radar since my kids were born Mm -hmm. basically was at it just was something that came onto my radar when I had kids and none of those sunscreens um were ones that we had in our house but I did go check Will's golf bag because he always Mm. he always stashes something in there that is not gone through my filter yeah um so that was smart yeah okay well you I know um have done I I, in my research I was just searching for safer options Mm -hmm. but you have done a lot of research into looking at the different types of sunscreens and some of the chemicals and you're gonna guide us as to what the different types are the differences and what we need to look for what we need to skip Yes. Yeah. So first we're going to talk about the fact that there are two different types of sunscreen. Then we're going to talk about whether or not one is actually better than the other. And then at the very end, we're going to give you some recommendations based on what you and I use, both yeah. on ourselves and on our kids. Yeah. And what dermatologists exactly. as well. Yeah. And, and that's true. Actually, every single one of the recommendations, we also um, were backed by dermatologists mm-hmm. recommended that that we interviewed yeah so there's two types of sunscreen two types of sunscreen there is a physical sunscreen which is also sometimes called mineral okay um and there are chemical sunscreens so physical sunscreens um they are they are literally reflecting the sun's rays from your skin they're made of like ground up rocks Um, And they're often used in cosmetics, too. So, like, if you – depending on what kind of makeup you might wear, you might put some makeup on and notice when you go out in the sun, it doesn't penetrate it, even though you don't necessarily think that you're putting on something with SPF. A lot of your cosmetics and, um, like, facial lotions, um, I feel like, come with some level of sunscreen sunscreen. today. And I'm glad to know that that is typically a physical sunscreen. And, uh, you know – um, what falls in this category, I think one of the most common ones you see is zinc oxide. Yes. Yeah, that's basically like the hallmark sign for you to find that it's a physical sunscreen yeah. if you're looking at like the ingredient list. So the cool part about physical sunscreen, which is one of the things that I personally love for my kids, is that they are effective immediately. So once you put them on, they're working. 
Um, they don't have to be applied 15 to 30 minutes beforehand, which is something that like a chemical sunscreen does. The drawback, which is one of my kids whines about this and the other one really just doesn't even care, is that they can be a little bit opaque depending. And this I found really varies brand to brand. Like some brands do a little. It's not that I don't know. I guess they do a better job, but some brands do not give you that like white once you rub it in they're fine white you have a white coating it doesn't matter what you do you have some shade of white or if you have pigmented skin some shade of like a gray sheen on your body but there are other physical sunscreens with zinc oxide also titanium dioxide Mm -hmm. is another um, is another ingredient yeah yeah um in sunscreen but um there are others that are really good Mm -hmm. like the one i use i'd use it because I don't usually get that white. Yes. Now, there are also some brands I've seen that have um, tinted mm-hmm. physical sunscreens, which helps a little bit as well. Um, a lot of your higher-end um, facial sunscreens, yes. I feel like, have tinted options. Yes. And I've seen some for the body, too. My only complaint about those is that sometimes the tinting rubs off on your yeah. suit and towel and stuff. Okay, so those are your physical ones, and as you said, titanium dioxide and zinc oxide yes. are the main um, ingredients. Yes. Okay, so chemical sunscreens, those are the ones where you often, you know, and I would say, like, I probably grew up with mostly using chemical sunscreens. Oh, me too. Because I remember the rule that it can take 15 to 30 minutes for it to absorb. So, you know, and, and even... I would say like I got in the habit of putting on all my sunscreen before I even put my bathing suit on because then I knew by the time I finally got my bathing suit on and then got out in the sun, I'd I'd probably hit at least 15 minutes. So these sunscreens, they have to be absorbed into your skin and then they change into their active state before they're actually effective. So that's why that time period is important. Um, And then those... Um, sunscreen molecules actually absorb the UV rays when you're out in the sun and that's what protects your skin. So physical sunscreens literally block it. Chemical sun- sunscreens, they absorb the UV rays and that's how they're protective. Mm-hmm. And one common chemical um, sunscreen or ingredient in chemical sunscreens is um, one that I know I see a lot is oxybenzone mm-hmm. or um Avobenzone, octosalate. I'm not gonna be able to, I'm not gonna say all these. Yeah, but yes, Th- those, those are like bigger what you're looking words. For. Yeah, yeah. That you see, those are the those are chemicals. So the nice part is you don't have to know all of the names of the different chemical sunscreen ingredients. It's it can be pretty easy to tell the difference. I would say once you get used to it, right? It it does take. It's a little bit of a learning curve. So if you, to tell the difference between a chemical and a physical sunscreen, if you look at the ingredient list, with a mineral sunscreen, there's only going to be those two ingredients that you talked about. It's the zinc or the titanium yeah. dioxide. And this, That's they, it. These will be where they list active ingredients. There will be yes. other ingredients. Good but point. when it says active ingredients, that's what's going to filter or protect you from the rays. So if you want chemical, you need to see zinc oxide or titanium dioxide. Yes. The, if you see something else, 
it's going to be chemical. Right. If there are a lot of big words, it's likely a chemical sunscreen. Mm -hmm. The other thing to know, though, is that some sunscreens blend the two together. And so if you see... Uh, like if you see a zinc or titanium ingredient and then you also see a bunch of other chemical names in the active ingredients in the active ingredients know then that it's it's a blend, it's a blend. yeah um so is one better than the other well i i feel like the zinc or titanium the mineral sunscreens um that's what we have switched to because I felt I wanted to avoid those chemicals um, in the chemical sunscreen and um, there doesn't seem to be any or minimal risk with the mineral ones. I also, once I switch to the mineral ones, if I apply it correctly and fully and then I reapply like I should, I have, no, I shouldn't even say this right now, knock on wood. No, I, not, I've knock never on gotten sunburn. Sunburn? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they do a much better job at at blocking or, or reflecting. I don't know. I, I, that was just an interesting thing that I have found. Yeah. Yeah. I would say anecdotally, I have no science to back this up. Um, now I wish that I had asked one of the dermatologists this question. But if I know we're going to be out in the sun for an extended period of time and I'm concerned about whether or not we're I'm going to be as diligent as I should in reapplying, I will actually do both. You will. Yeah, I'll do a chemical and a physical. But physical has become my go-to. Yeah. Um, I just feel like that's the safest option. Exactly. Uh, that that's how I feel now if you talk to a dermatologist what they will say is that the most effective type of sunscreen is one that you're actually going to wear which is a fair point yeah. right like if you really don't like a physical sunscreen and you're just not going to wear it there's you're you're better off protecting your skin than the other way around yeah um but also you need to make sure that you're choosing a broad spectrum sunscreen. Okay, what does that mean? So broad spectrum means that they are protecting you from UVA and UVB rays. Okay. Uh, so two different types of rays. Yeah. And, you know, I keep reading about like blue light rays too, but um, anyway, the point is, is that you want it to be broad spectrum um, and sometimes dermatologists will really recommend that you make sure that you do have a physical blocking ingredient in your sunscreen so that even if it's, does if it's not exclusively a physical blocking one, that you're at least getting a one that is a combination. Okay. My understanding is that physical sunscreens or mineral, mineral sunscreens are automatically broad spectrum yes because they're reflecting the lights yes it's the chemical ones if you're buying a chemical one you need to look for the word broad spectrum is that yes I, is that correct yes okay you are correct okay yeah um and what okay so broad spectrum broad spectrum um some some dermatologists, um, like one of the ones that we talked to, said that she always recommends that there's a physical blocker like a zinc or a titanium in combination if if you're or using you're a chemical sunscreen. Yeah. Um, so 
the we're going to talk about SPF levels in a minute. Um, but then because it because it comes down to personal preference, right? Like there's some trial and error. There's what you actually like wearing. Um, and what both dermatologists pointed out was that if you have a pigmented skin, you tend to prefer a chemical sunscreen because it can be really challenging to find a physical sunscreen that doesn't make people with pigmented skin look gray or blue. There are products out there, but that's where the trial and error really comes from, right? Um, Now, if you have sensitive skin um, or you have rosacea or eczema, um, you're going to probably want to go with a mineral sunscreen because a chemical sunscreen can burn or sting. And I think, too, based on what you said, like if you have an autoimmune condition um, because some of those chemical – sunscreen ingredients can stoke inflammation yeah you you know you're gonna want to probably try and stick to a um a mineral sunscreen okay makes sense i'm glad to know i have been on the right track oh yeah oh yeah um okay so we have a couple more tips that we wanted to go through um we talked already about the broad spectrum stamp so that's covered um check the spf so at minimum you want to do an spf 30 or greater that's what both the american academy of dermatology and the skin cancer foundation both recommend there is a you know there's a big difference between an spf 15 and an spf 30 but once you get up to 30 and higher the difference in the protective is much like it's much smaller oh. so you really want it to be 30 and like one of the um one well I guess we're going to get to that part I'll skip I'll jump to it now but um there also is like don't forget that wearing protective clothing is valuable too and so one of the dermatologists said that like I would much rather that you use, like she's like, I tell my patients, I would rather you use an SPF 30 and put on some protective clothing than go SPF 100 and sit out in the direct sunlight. Wait. So if I'm wearing one of those like long sleeve swim shirts. Yeah, like a rash guard. Yeah. Yeah. I assume that what's underneath that shirt, that I don't really need sunscreen there. Well, if- Is that wrong? I should be putting sunscreen on and then putting on that long sleeve shirt? Um, maybe it depends because some of those shirts come with an SPF in them. Mm. And I guess that's the real question, right? Yeah. Um, but I would say most days our, our bathing suits protect us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about it when you wear a regular bathing suit, you don't get burned underneath. Yeah. There's, there's some parts of my body that have never seen the sun (laughs) ever. And my children like to remind me of that when they get a, when they get a little sneak peek of it. Why is that so white, mommy? Um, Okay, so check the SPF. Aim for at least 30. Um, Don't forget about wearing protective clothing. That is your friend. That includes hats, too. Um, Kids don't have to have kid versions of sunscreen. I love this tip. This was one when, when one of the dermatologists said this to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that I didn't think of this. Like, this felt like a big no doubt to me. Like, so kids' brands usually aren't any different. And I actually went and, I mean, not that I didn't believe her, but the next time I went to go buy mm-hmm. sunscreen, I, like, took the kid version and the adult version. I flipped it over and I was like, yeah, no, no, no difference. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> so 
they put out these kid-friendly sunscreens. They're typically the same in chemical ingredients in there. You can use a chemical sunscreen on kids, but they have to be at least six months old. Um, and then the only other thing to keep in mind, and this is why like I exclusively use a physical sunscreen on my kids' faces, is that a chemical sunscreen is more likely to sting if it's going to get in the eyes or on the eyelids. Yeah. Um, and so like my kids, when they're swimming and whatever, like especially oh, yeah. at the beach, right, playing with the sand, I'm like just chemical sun- or physical sunscreen on the face and a hat. Yeah. Um, all right. And then the other tip is – I love this one because I've never thought about it before. If you are using a spray, and especially if it contains – any zinc in it a mineral like um, yeah. sunscreen spray exactly or or a chemical one but with a mineral ingredient in, included in it. in it you have to shake that canister before you put the sunscreen on and that's because the zinc is a really heavy molecule and it's going to sink to the bottom of that canister i never knew that yeah yeah and so it's like oh yeah oh wow. now i can this could be why if you have a physical sunscreen spray you're like why is this not working that great well did you shake it yeah 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 so that's good to know okay favorite sunscreens to protect your skin you have one that you really like for your face yeah now, it is a little pricier, but it lasts me a long time. Um, and you'll usually see it at your spas. You'll usually see it at your dermatologist's office. But for my face, I really like the Elta MD, um, the Active Mineral Sunscreen Lotion. And they have several variations of this. They have some tinted forms. I usually just, I don't usually get the tinted. Um, but I do not get burned. And it doesn't make me feel... It's not heavy yeah. where I feel like I have this layer of sunscreen on. Yeah. And I because listeners can't see you, they just see your picture. Like, you are very fair. Yeah. And you, like, well, you and I both have acquired, like, sunspots on our skin. Mm-hmm. But your face has nada. Like, well, nothing. Um, um, And this is a brand, too, that both the dermatologists that we talked to – recommend yes i mean they recommend it across the board for like even your body but it is pricey yes i don't i've never purchased it for my body but i have used it for their face versions the mineral versions they may not even sell a chemical version um i don't know but yeah their face that's the mineral version yeah um and my mom is a big fan of them too is she yeah yeah now I feel like I need to try. I also like ask if you're at a spa or something with an esthetician or at a dermatologist's office. They give out. Uh, they seem to give dermatologists and people a lot of samples. Oh, so ask for those because those are I've I've just saved those and I pack those when I go on trips. Mm, like yeah. not like a trip to the beach, but right. like a weekend trip where I know I'm going to be outside some and need something on my face. Right, most you know some of the time. Much easier than packing a big thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's also a good way to try it, too, before you invest. True. Very true. Um, okay. What about you? All right. So I I have, like, an arsenal of my, of my favorites, depending on activity and kids versus me, et cetera. Um, but my go-to for the summer is, like, that I always have um, is a Coppertone Pure and Simple – 
like 100% mineral SPF and it's a 50. Um, I like it because I can buy it over the counter, like mm-hmm. at the drugstore or easily get it on Amazon. Um, it is great. My kids both have very sensitive skin and they, they had a particularly sensitive skin when they were younger. Um, and so they, this was like one that really didn't, didn't bother them. It does. It's on them. I think because they are a little fairer, mm-hmm. they, at least early in the summer, it seems to rub in on in their skin for me it leaves a little bit more of like a whiteness. a whiteness to it do you get i'm assuming now there may be a spray and a lotion do you use the lotion or i use the lotion um on this one there is a spray but i have not looked to see if it's only physical sunscreen it's only in the spray okay yeah but okay. i have seen it i'm glad to know about that one i'm gonna have to try that yeah um now, this next one is one that I swear by, too, and I use on my kids. Yes. So, Beauty Counter has a mineral sunscreen stick. It's only an SPF 30, but it's, like, the size of, like, a mini deodorant, basically. It's the perfect shape and size, yeah. It is so easy to, like throw in my purse to have in a bag for the pool or the beach my kids are do a great job putting it on themselves which is this is what I use this is all I use on my kids face usually yeah it's just great it's the it's the only thing that we use on my kids face and it's it is awesome yeah awesome awesome yeah now I will say my other their beauty counter beauty counter is what I started using when I got really their sunscreens are what I started using when I got really concerned about yeah chemical ingredients and I wanted a good mineral one. Um, I love their spray for the body. Yes, I do too. And I use that um, I use that more on my kids than I do on me. Um, I tend to use the lotions. I have really dry skin, so I will tend to use the lotions um, over the spray, like especially if we're going to, to the pool because that – chlorine yeah, yeah. will really dry me out but yeah I swear by the spray for my kids um I like the way that it sprays too mm-hmm. um and it doesn't there's a little whiteness but it's nothing compared to a lot of the other mineral sprays that I've tried yes I agree some of them are just like spray paint white I had one that we took to Hawaii last year because we were also looking for reef safe Oh. because in Hawaii it's so important to them. So we're looking for reef safe. And Beauty Counters is reef safe. But um, I was kind of just like stocking up. And ha- about halfway through the trip, one of my girls was like, I'm not wearing that one anymore, anymore <laughs> more, Mommy, because like I couldn't – you could not get it to like rub in, rub in like at all. I mean it was it was bad. But it worked. So I was like, yeah. you know what? I don't care what people think of me. I'll wear this one. Yeah. Um, okay, you've got another one that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay, so have you heard of powder sunscreens? I have. I heard about them a few summers ago. I have not personally tried them. They are life-changing. Do you use one? Yes, they are life-changing. Okay, so I'm a big, big fan of, um, I'm sure I'm going to say the name wrong, Color Science. It's Color E Science, all one word. And I buy the Sheer Matte SPF 30 um, one, it, you can buy them in, 
in colors. But it's a brush. It's a brush. It has the powder built into it. It has the powder built in. It's like basically like a retractable like makeup foundation brush. Okay. Um, And so I use them – I mean, I have put them like on my kids' faces if we're out and about and I have nothing else. And it it totally works and I've done it on my my face too. But I mostly use it on – our parts in our hair because we all are very fair I we use them on our ears um and then I will often put them on the tops of my hands like when I'm going to play tennis and stuff because I don't the nice part about powder sunscreens is if you play tennis or golf like they're great because they don't grease your palms so you don't have to worry about gripping um and having greasy hands. That's a great idea. You do have an arsenal. I do. I really do. <laughs> so the other thing that's great about powder sunscreens is that they're heat stable. They never expire. So you can leave it in your car and it's fine. So I actually, well, until recently, because someone took it out of my car and now I can't find it, I used to keep one in my like center console all year round. Okay. Um, wow. And I know you can get these at Sephora. I'm thinking probably there's some now at Ulta. I'm sure there are. But also Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. And then I've seen some even at like over-the-counter like grocery store, you know, oh. CVS, Walgreens, like those kind of places. But I haven't looked at the ingredients to see um, to see if they have like a bunch of fragrance or not um, added to them, which they might. But I, I'm starting to see – you remember how there was like this – wave where all of a sudden those little stick sunscreens started to become like all of the brands started producing stick sunscreens well now i'm seeing some of the mainstream brands there's one in particular i can think in i can see it in my head but i can't remember what the brand is has a uh powder okay out at the store good to know because i know when i looked several years ago it was at sephora and it was it was pretty pricey and i was i was I wasn't ready to invest because it was a uh, powder sunscreen was brand new. And I was like, I don't want to buy, spend $30, $40 when I don't even know if this really works. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, I think the one that I bought is maybe even like $50, but it lasted me two, two full seasons. Okay. And they say it doesn't expire. So. Even better. Um. Yeah, so it's it's great. Now my own my goal this season would be to get one in Will's golf bag that he actually uses. Good luck. Yeah, good luck to me is right. Um Okay, and then we did interview some dermatologists and there was one that we asked them their favorite and there was one that rose to the top. And it was Elta MD's full body spray sunscreen. And this is a um, it says Elta MD makes mineral only um, sunscreens, but also a combination of mineral and chemical sprays. But this particular one is a zinc spray. Um, and this is what we found a lot of dermatologists just went with. It's Elta MD UV Aero Full Body Spray Sunscreen. Yeah. And one of the dermatologists said that she really liked it because it really does like once you rub it in, it's translucent. So some of the mm. other products, like we we were talking about how we liked beauty counters. Um, some of the other sprays out there don't necessarily do that. So yeah. I have not tried it. I haven't either. But I kind of want to now. Yeah. But this was the one that, that they really, really loved. 
Yeah. I'm kind of afraid I'm going to fall in love with it. <laughs> well, I I did go through a phase where um, when my kids first wanted to put on sunscreen themselves, where I had like the one version for me and one version yeah. for them. And like this, I feel like might fall in that category where I'm like, it's not that I don't want to protect them, but it's like they they can get the stuff that I know that works, but doesn't cost the same amount as yeah. that one. And they can go spray it all they want out in the backyard. Good point. It's fine. Good point. It's totally fine. And everyone's protected. Okay. Yes. Well, you were a wealth of knowledge about sunscreen. I, I spent a lot of time thinking about sunscreen. I think we are um, ready. Yeah. Hopefully everyone else feels like they're ready too. Um, we should link some of these recommendations yes, in the show notes be, yeah. for sure. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the big thing when we started talking about this is I said to you, Carolyn, I was like, all right, I feel like we have to tell people why we're talking about this because we mostly talk about mental wellness and really what it comes down to is what you were talking about in the beginning. Yeah. Just the, the potential toxicity of chemicals, um, whether there is data to show that or not there's just there's a lot of unknowns we still don't know about a lot of chemicals um and any kind of chemical or toxin um that gets in the body can potentially trigger inflammation which can trigger you know can aggravate mental health symptoms can trigger an autoimmune flare-up just isn't good yeah 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 it's just a foreign compound in the body so so hopefully now we've armed them with more information. Yes. Y'all go look at the show notes to get some of these links to the sunscreens. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.